welcome back to my podcast, guys. So today I'll be talking about skin, the skin bleaching epidemic that's been happening in Jamaica. So as you said, as I said, Jamaica. I won't be covering any topics in the U.S. because I I haven't grown up in the U.S. to really say to really talk much about it. I've grown up in Jamaica. Uh, that's where I've, that was where I'm born. I've been here for four years now. I came here from 2018, and it's gonna be four years since I've been here. So yeah. I can mostly talk about the experiences and the things that I see from Jamaica. So I won't be talking much about the US, but talk mostly about what what has been happening and what had happened in Jamaica. So let's get into it. But first, let me give a little ex- disclaimer. <laughs> I I'm take two I've take my information from two sources. That being one of them is a book from the skin a, a journal article I should say. That's called the Journal of Black Studies, and one of the segments that are inside of it is called Skin Beaches Representation of Skin Color in Jamaica by Christopher A. D. Charles. And my other source of information that I got would be from a 2014, 2015, around there, I'm not 100% sure when it came out, but, I, but it was around that time, a documentary that covers skin bleaching in Jamaica. It was, it was, I was actually in Jamaica when it came out, so... I remember most of it, but I had to find the video on YouTube. Thank God I did. I had to find the video on YouTube, and then I, then I watched it, got my notes down, and yeah. And that the documentary on YouTube is called One Second, because I forgot the name. It's basically it's called Skin Bleaching. That song. Accept or believe the representation of skin bleaching. So yeah, let's get into it. And also one more thing before I start. This this little segment of my podcast is not meant to bash or degrade any skin skin bleachers. Because I am in no place to judge y'all. If y'all want to skin bleach, that's up to you. I'm just only here to give information and to educate. Anybody who is willing to listen, that is. I'm not here to bash any skin bleachers or none of that. That's not my place and I I would never do that to anyone. Okay, let's get into it. So, yeah. Where is where is Jamaica? If no, at this point, everyone should know where Jamaica is because you probably heard it like on the TV from your family member, somebody. But Jamaica is located in the Caribbean with other Caribbean islands. So Jamaica is an island. So Jamaica is located in the Caribbean Sea. That's why it's called the Caribbean. And Jamaica is a Jamaica is a nationality with a race of mostly African descent with a little bit of Chinese, West Indian, and a drop of Caucasian here and there. They're rare. <laughs> they're super rare, but they're there. And Jamaica is one of the third largest countries that are in the Caribbean. You have Cuba and you have the Dominican Republic. So I'm not sure which one is the largest, but it's one of the two of them. I think it's Cuba. I'm not sure, but one of them is the largest one. But Jamaica is the third largest. And Jamaica consists of 2.9 million people and is growing, as every country is. And Jamaica is... Jamaica... Sorry. Jamaica is 2.9 million people and growing. Sorry about that. So, what is skin bleaching? So, the dictionary version of skin bleaching... I didn't want to really use that because it's like... A bit subjective. So, I chose to use the, the journal... The skin bleaching representation of skin color in Jamaica. I choose to use the journal's definition and it said skin bleaching is the act of using steroids and chemicals containing products to lighten the skin. Pretty self-explanatory. So it's 
removing the the shade of color that's on your skin to a brighter color and that's mainly for that's that maybe that is maybe happened to african americans because why would a white person want to lighten their skin i don't know why that sound you're already white so why would you want your skin get white but anyways <laughs> mostly african americans african americans africans jamaicans etc just people that comes as a mostly mostly black people and also indians because you have dark-skinned indians who lighten their skin so that's that's what that's what skin bleaching is so before i get into all of it let me take you back to the past how all of this is how all of this even started so skin so the caribbean the caribbean was taken over by the british it's always the white <laughs> it's always the white people oh my god i didn't mean that i mean it's always the white man <laughs> it's always the white man who always comes to countries and take it over so with this the british came and take so the first people that were on the the on the island of jamaica were the first people that were on the island of jamaica were tainos tiny little indian people tiny naked indian people yes because in jamaica they always have to bring out the reason that they're naked i don't know why but a tiny tiny native native indians i think it was native they weren't they really they really really come from indians but at the time people say they look like indians so they say they're indian so they're tiny little indians naked people who run around who enjoy the day and then came, then came the white man obstruct the justice take away people enslave people then whole process started of slavery so in jamaica what slavery consists of was what they mostly what what they mostly enslaved people to do was to pick not pick cotton because <laughs> in in the u.s the the african slaves did cotton but in the caribbean the african slaves did sugarcane and plantains <sighs> a lot a lot happened so the plant so let me tell you when the plantation slavery ended so plantation slavery ended was abolished in jamaica in 1838 colonialism ended when jamaica received independence from the britain in 1962 but we didn't really get free because <laughs> even today we have the british doesn't want to let us go we're still under we're still under their what would you say now under their coat but they don't have any control over us jamaica is still an independent country but the british is still in the shadows okay let's get into it now so let's talk about representation back then so representation so what is representation? Representations, representation are the shared images of the object in the minds of people that arise from social thought which guides people's behaviors. So represent, representation is a good thing. It can help having, having to just see someone who looks like you, sounds like you, it just feels good. And, that's, and there's, there's different, different types of representation because you have good representation, you have bad representation. <laughs> There's a lot of bad representation. That <laughs> you can hide. There is some good representation, but it's always the bad always over overcovers the good. But we're not getting into that. That's for another. That's another another day. Just want to give you the the what the idea of representation is. And mostly representation is the idea that circulates around the media. So that's where the main place where you can find representation, like in movies, TV shows. Etc. Etc. <laughs> I'll need to wind at the moment. Okay, so representation reaches the minds of 
of many in the through the pro in the thought and through the process of objectification and anchoring. So those are two keywords that I want to cover today: objectification and anchoring. So what is objectification? Objectification is the image are images that are projected when unfamiliar objects collude to form a symbolic core. Core makes the object concrete. So when you objectify something, is like bringing out and, sh- and pointing at things that pointing at things that are, might look irregular, but not really irregular. But it just it just it's okay. Let, I'm talking so fast. I'm so sorry. So okay, Object, objectification is like you see something on on a person and a thing, and you just call it out. You say it as it is, and it's not even not even in a good way. You like you're trying to sexualize it be rude about it all of that so you objective when you objectify something it's pretty much a bad thing because i haven't really seen a scenario where objectification is a good thing always uh, you always hear about it being a bad thing so it's yeah it's a bad thing so what is anchoring now anchoring it places places the object in people's mental system so that it becomes familiar so how these two things connect now is that when you objectify something, is you you're pointing it out, pointing out like either flaws, a body char- characteristics, something. You're pointing it out, and when you anchor it now, you place that object in people's mental mental mind, mental system, and it becomes familiar to them. So when you, say for instance, if you go on the street, and you just see something something that looks so odd to you, but it's still familiar to you. In a bad way, not a good way, in no way, shape, or form. So, objectification and anchoring—they both collide and work together. Because when you objectify something, you anchor it and you keep it in your mind, either as a good thing or a bad thing, depending on the person. So, let me read this now. People know the meaning of self and identity in society because of the circulation of representation in the culture. Identity by nature is due because it is elaborate internal it's elaborates elaborated internally having been constructed externally so i wrote this down because i found it really interesting because it kind of makes sense in a way because self and identity in is it's mostly created in society depending on where you live depending on the people that you have around you it's all really it's a bit subjective but it's there so society has a huge, a huge role to play in, in literally everything. So I would think it's in self and identity. So it create society can sometimes create people or destroy people, depending on how the situation goes. Now the second part that really got me thinking was like identity by nature is due because it's elaborated externally. So outside objects like TV, people, they have their own construct of what identity is and depending on who you are you're dueled you duel it and you kind of battle it inside thinking that is that what you should be is that what how you should act how society acts or should you be yourself so it depending on the person because sometimes some people they instantly just shut it down and say they're going to be who they are but not everyone is built that way so when they see things in society when they see things elaborated in society, so you see the extraness, the 
bigness of things you like should should i be that way too or or what, what what's going on right there so that i found that really interesting and the endings that haven't been constructed externally so internally you're thinking should i be that should i be like that person like that thing or and when you when you bring when you're soaking all that from society you're fighting inside wondering is this what i should be or is it or should i be myself Oh, excuse me. Should I be myself? <laughs> okay, let's continue. Okay, so we're still on the topic of society as a whole and how it, con- how it builds, how it builds and constructs a person's identity and their one second, one second self and identity. It's basically the same thing, but it can be split off and be a self and identity. It can be two different things. So now let me talk about skin bleachers. So skin bleachers are are some are sometimes miseducated about blackness in that they hold Eurocentric notions of beauty, which equal equates beauty with light skin. So let me break that whole statement down for you. So basically what they're saying is that skin bleachers they tend to think that they tend to think that light being light skin or brown skin is much more better than being dark skin. And that's how society and media portrays it. Because my country, that because that's what I'm, that's my main focus, is my country. I'm not going to be talking about America because, eh, I'm going to talk about my country. <laughs> so, in Jamaica, sometimes people have this idea that one, blackness as a whole can, is a good thing. They're like, they're like, yeah, it is a good thing, but being brown is much more prettier. It's a trend. It's a thing that everyone is doing now. Everybody is sees and sees and like. So everybody's like, okay, black is pretty, but that's that's where I get up, that's where I get upset. Cause how are you gonna say black is pretty, but then you said but? Come on now. So when they say black is pretty, but but brown is much much brown is much prettier that's an issue and the eurocentric notion of beauty everybody knows the eurocentric notions of beauty that's having the straight nose having the straight hair having the uh, small lips and all that that's the eurocentric notion of beauty that's just a couple of them you can find out for yourself what are some other but that's just a couple of them Okay, so let's jump to the future a little bit. Skin bleachers as a whole. Dancehall helped... I, in my personal opinion, I feel like dancehall helped to glorify skin bleaching and brown skin. So what is dancehall? Dancehall is the the music that we have in the Caribbean. Not the Caribbean. Yeah, in the Caribbean, but mostly in Jamaica. Jamaicans are the ones who, who created dancehall. It's a much more robust version of rap. But it's, it's dancehall. I wouldn't compare it to rap. I wouldn't say it's rap, but it's dancehall it's unique in itself and it create it, it builds off of reggae so it's like a subdivision of reggae but then again it's like a unique thing in itself and what i mean that dancehall helped to glorify skin bleaching and brown skin is that the music that is jamaica it kind of portrays that because you have dancehall artists out there who talks about who talk about being brown is better like they like they like the light skin girls and etc etc and even the dancehall artists that are down there, like for example, one of the king of dancehall basically, Vibes Cartel. If you were to look him up and see his, his features from the days when he started to the features that he have now, 
is totally different. He would, in his songs, most of his songs, not all of them, but most of his songs would include being, talking about being light, being lighter is better and glorifying the use of skin bleaching items, saying that skin bleaching is good, like him wash off your face with kick soap and all, all those things. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. And he's not the only one because there's, um, there's a lot of more artists that who are down there who glorify skin bleaching. And my personal opinion, I feel like you shouldn't glorify it. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do, because you then again you have a huge, a huge fan base, and you are glorifying this and glorifying that, glorifying skin bleaching and other things. You, they're gonna soak it up and be like, okay, because he's doing it. He's a good. He's doing good. He has good money and everything. I want to do it too. So, dance all, dance all as, as a whole is a, it's a good thing, as every music is. But it's not dancehall's fault that it that it is used to glorify skin bleaching. It's I'm not gonna not really say the artist's fault, cause maybe then again I have to I have to I have to play devil's advocate, cause not everybody grew up in a good mindset where like they grew up around people who didn't talk about who didn't talk about skin bleaching, who didn't glor- glorify or. You know, bring up skin bleaching better and then bring up light skins better than dark skins. So I can't really blame them. I have to play devil's advocate. Can't be biased here. Whew. Okay, let's jump back to the past now. We talk about it a little bit in the future. Let's go back to the past, like around the 1800s. In the 1800s, you got you had colonial churches that had a huge part to play teaching black Af- African Americans that God was white. And we all know that man is not white. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me just say this then. In my personal opinion, I don't think God is white. Do you know in the Bible where they say he's from? Do we know where the Bible he says he's from? That man is full on melanated. Ah, that man is not white. Come on now. Anyways. <laughs> so, the colonial churches had a part to play. Because most, most African Americans, oh, so sorry, most Africans, because not Americans, Africans, most Africans believed in God and worshipped him. So the colonial church would, would, would um, push for white representation in churches. White, when I heard that word, I was, I was flabbergasted. I've never heard that word in my life. White representation. I'm just like, hold on, that's funny. Haven't y'all had representation all y'all life? Why are you misconstruing these people? White representation ain't a thing. In my opinion, it's not a thing. Because you guys already have representation. So, I wouldn't, in my personal opinion, white representation doesn't exist in my book. And all of this was during the 1988. I said 800, my apologies. It was during the 1988 when coming up on. Coming up on the 2000s and everything, 21st century basically. And another thing that that pushed that the media that the media had a hold of was the Jamaican the Jamaican newspapers. They're, they in Jamaica they is <laughs> in Jamaica it was called the Jamaican Gleaner and the Jamaican Star and the it's another one I forgot the other one's name but I know it's the Jamaican Gleaner. Okay, here it is, the Star Gleaner and Observer. Those were three the three main. <laughs> the three main newspapers that people may mostly read because TVs and things were a thing but people tend to like like go to the newspapers for everything 
during the 1988 TVs were, were I think, yeah. But in, let, let me jump back in the past a little bit. In the 1834s, the Jamaican Guinea was created by a ruling class of plantation, plantation owners. So that, that says a lot. And to this day, the, the Gleaner, the Star, and the Observer is still being used. But it's, it mostly have black creators who, who advise it, who push everything, and do, do everything that, do everything to create it. <laughs> and the Star, the Gleaner, Observer were owned by white Jamaicans with black journalists. So that's how that's how they they thought representation was because because you had white Jamaicans who owned it. But they had black journalists, so they put, pla- they put they put the black people in the front line, claiming to have representation. When even at the end of the day, we know that it's still a white business. There's not much representation. You guys are selective of who the black people are, of who black, of who black, of what black journalists they're gonna take. I am so sorry for my. I, I don't know why I'm talking so crazy today. I'm going to slow down a little bit because I realize that I'm going too fast and that's why I'm slurring my words. <sighs> okay. So only during the 1990s, um, the the Star, Gleaner, and Observer, that's during the 1990s, they got diversity in their ranks. And another thing too, now, now this is the technology part where TV and everything came in play. Broadcasters who spoke... Creole, that's the Jamaican language, Creole Patois. This were, cr- were criticized because English is the breed, the brand, the, <laughs> the benchmark of the white ideal. Meaning that they they didn't want the language that we spoke, they didn't want to hear it on mainstream TV, the radio, they none of that. They wanted full on English, good English. If you did if you spoke English, that's what they wanted. Cause and even even when you speak like hard cold Creole. Some people take it as like you're uneducated or you're or you live in such a place that lacks education and basically saying you're in the low class. That's what they're trying to say, which is not true. It's just like, which wait, it's kind of true, but it's like we don't have any choice. This is what we grow up with and this is what we're living in. So it's not really our choice. And the next thing is skin bleaching to most Jamaicans meant either lightening the skin to look beautiful or more beautiful to remove facial blemishes and that their skin was too and that and that their skin was too dark. So the ending part I kind of messed that up because bleaching in Jamaicans when Jamaicans bleach most of them most of them were most of them tell people that it was to lighten their skin to make them look a little bit more beautiful. Others, th- others said it was to remove facial blemishes, and others were just were just playing on the yeah they want to lighten their skin because it's too dark. <laughs> and when I when I saw the to remove facial blemishes, if you search up certain um, certain creams and stuff that is used for skin bleaching, it does say for 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 removing facial blemishes, mostly like pimples, acne, black spots in your face. But what what Jamaicans do? They mix, they mixed, they mix the different chemicals into the those facial blemishes and create more, create much a much more potent and strong cream to get rid of the things. I'm gonna talk about it a little bit down later, but that's just a little backstory on that one. Okay, so like I said earlier, skin bleaching is the act of using steroids and chemicals containing products to lighten the skin. One of the main ingredients in most skin bleaching. 
Amos skin bleaching creams would have been hydroquinone. <laughs> I pronounce that terribly. And kojic acid. Don't worry, I'm gonna come back to that word. I pronounce it terribly. So hydroquinone. <laughs> it's so. Let me just say it's hydro. I'm gonna. Don't worry, I'm gonna get back to it. I'm gonna pronounce it to the day. Says hydro something reduce skin thickness and cause epidermis disruption. So basically, what it did, it it thinned the skin. It took off the color of the skin and it thinned it, meaning that your skin wasn't thick anymore. You could like literally see veins and stuff under there. So that was really dangerous because if any, slightly anything that touches it, you're gonna get cut and hurt, and you could just bleed and die. And most of the skin bleaching skin bleaching creams and other things that are out there that contain mercury we all know what mercury is and the mercury is a toxic thing because it's a metal that blocks the production of melanin and that that's like what they wanted but they don't know that blocking the different circuit cells in your body that produce melanin it can build up in your skin and become a, become to toxic levels and there's there's this there was this thing that caught my attention it says color prejudice is this color prejudice is discrimination based on skin color as known also known as colorism so we all know what colorism is discrimination based on skin color so most Jamaicans there were colors to themselves because they're they saw things in the media saw things in society saying that skin was your skin color was this your skin color was that basically portraying it as a bad thing so they they had their color Colorism, colorism. They have the color prejudice. <laughs> they have their own. They have their own color prejudice against their own skin and only against their own race. So that that's that's just that's just sad when you think about it. Cause you like you grow up in the skin of yours, and then all of a sudden, because someone out there said that, oh, you it doesn't look good, or lightening your skin makes you look better. It's quite sad that you. That you just I'm sorry y'all. It's just sad. You grow up all your life having the skin color and then you have that one person who just comes and tells you, oh it doesn't your skin shouldn't look like that. Oh you should, if you bleach your skin you look more beautiful when you are beautiful just the way you are. You don't need to slighten your skin in no way, shape or form. And that leads into people's per perception of you. You should have your own perception of yourself build character and build self-esteem and I know it's not it's not easy for some people because some people go through the, their entire life having people poke holes at them say this about their skin say this about them so I know it's difficult but sometimes you just gotta think think long and hard on it and just find some way somehow to help yourself and if you can't help yourself just get someone to help you help yourself it's not a bad thing to ask for help it's not a bad thing to try and get help just just never let someone tear you down it's tough it's really tough <laughs> growing up and you know just you see things and you see things online you think things on the TV you just see all this hate all this anger it's it's tough I know it is speaking from experience <laughs> I know it is I know how it is you just gotta keep just gotta keep fighting there's gonna always be that one person but you just gotta keep fighting Okay, so let's let's get into the documentary that came out in Jamaica that that I watched. 
So that documentary, it was it was a segment on a specific channel, specific channel in Jamaica called TVJ, and they had like different programs. One of the programs on there was called All Angles, and All Angles Angles <laughs> came out with this documentary. It was like just a random ass day, and they just they just showed it, and me and my mom were the one who watched it. I don't know. It was just interesting to me to see. All these different people telling their stories, telling why they bleached, what what was the reason. And it's like, isn't it was interesting to me. So I, I sat there and watched it. I don't remember the specific date when it came out, but I know it came out. I'm so glad that I found it because I found it online. I don't. I just found it online. I was like, okay, I got an idea. So the person, the person who did the documentary, her name was Dion Jackson Miller. She was like a pop, a popular person who spoke mainly. She didn't really speak about these things, so it was surprising that she decided to just do it on a random day. So she did, and she came up with a documentary. Okay, so in the documentary, she spoke to a lot of people. She spoke to people, people on the streets about skin bleaching. She asked them what's the experience of skin bleaching. She she talked to them and spoke a lot of things, a lot of interesting things that I I never heard about. So the first person that she talked to was a, her name is Dr. Donna Hope, and she was a cultural analysis and a lecturer. So a comment that she said in the video was that people know that it's bad, but they still do it. They make this distinction between toning and bleaching. So basically what they were saying, what, what most of them said, they weren't necessarily bleaching, they were toning. And it was like to say that they meant toning they what basically what they were trying to say toning mean they're using less of the of the creams to to bleach but they were still bleaching so i don't know why they it was a different distinction which was odd to me they said toning and bleaching but when they say toning they meant that they weren't using that much and that it would just lightening their skin because i don't know why because but it just lightening their skin and what she said about toning she said toning is approximated with the higher social levels meaning in jamaica some people classify different areas as uptown uptown being wealthy and high class while downtown is considered to be the ghetto class being like you're in the slums certain things you don't have certain access to things roads are bad etc etc so people uptown would say they're toning because they felt it fit a specific classification of what they're doing meaning that even though that even though they're still bleaching when they say toning, it they're like trying to say, I'm. They're not. They're trying to say that they're they're not using that much of it, so they're not. They're technically not bleaching, but they're just lightening their skin. But when you look at it, you're still bleaching. And I don't see the difference. Toning or bleaching is still bleaching. And something else that really caught my eye, not really my ear. <laughs> there's a comment that somebody said in the in the documentary. She said, they all cheat. <laughs> Not, I'm sorry about that. It's something that the lady all also said. She said they also recognize that black. <laughs> ah! What I would realize that what they would say too is that black is beautiful, but in their minds, being brown is also beautiful even more than being black. That's, I don't know. That's kind of weird to me. You're saying, even though you're saying black is beautiful you keep saying but why are you saying but but brown is prettier you're you're really contradicting yourself right there my opinion i don't know
And what one of them said, say, if you're black, nobody knows see you. And what does what that mean is that basically when you're black, no one tends to try and try and socialize with you. Or not only that, mo when she said this part, she was mostly talking about the career, the career path that she was in because she was in cos cosmetology. She said when you're too black and you don't really have an image, people don't tend to be drawn to you. So basically what she's saying, having being brown is having an image. I don't know how to I don't know how to feel about that one, but <laughs> her words. She said that's what she said. And the lady, what's her name? Her name is Doctor Donna Hope. She said something that really that was really uh, damn. It's like it hurt. It hurted. No, but she's not saying to hurt nobody. She's just saying what happened when she was younger. This is what her mom would tell her. She said, "If you're black, stay back." If you're brown, stick around. If you're white, it's all right. I don't know if you can hear what I just said, but that's that's hard. She said her mom. She would hear her mom talk about these things and say these things that people would say to her mom and then say to her. That's tough. That's that's so that's me. <laughs> that sucks, bro. If you're black, stay to the back. If you're brown, stick around. And if you're white, it's all right. Oof. What a time to be alive, huh? Okay, going further down into the into the documentary. Something she said that caught my attention. She said, Afrocentrism versus U.S. centrism. I've never heard the word U.S. centrism. I've always heard the word. What's the other one? Euro. As in Europe. But what I realized that that people in Jamaica, they neglect their Afrocentric side and tend to compare it and try and make it US centric cuz when you're at, when you're in Jamaica a lot of people talk about going to going to the US cuz US is better it's much it's much freeing and they would say so much things about the US and it ain't a better roses up here honey you're still going to struggle you're still going to go through a lot of things cuz life life is life is a sucker so that's that's a white life or life bites it bites hard. So moving moving from one place to another, you're gonna have your own set of problems that when you go to the other place. So you saying that when you come when you come to the US or come to any other place is not gonna get is it probably will get easier eventually, but it's not gonna just start off easier. And in Jamaica you see these programs, you see these women, men, all these different things, and it's most they mostly show from the US. Everyone wants to go to the U.S. Everyone wants to be like a, a U.S. citizen. Not everyone. But people would talk about it and be like, yes, the U.S. is like the ideal place everybody wants to run to. I mean, there are opportunities that are up here. Don't get me wrong, but people don't really, they're not really seeing the bad side to it. They're, always, they're trying to see the good sides. And there are, there's a lot of bad sides. <laughs> okay. And further down into the doc documentary, the the one of the ladies who they were documenting who was a skin bleacher, she was explaining to their mother some of the things that they use. And some of the things they use was a thing called Nadilola. It reduces it reduces unwanted coloring. When you search up when you search when I was searching up these things and looking at them online, that's what the bottles say. It reduces unwanted discoloration. And basically, the Nadi, the Nadi Lola and all these other things, they're meant to, like, 
like if you have a little weird little spot a weird little patch of just that's a different color than your skin that's what you put on it to help it blend back with your skin but what these women and men do they get that and mix it with other items and mix it up into one hue like this this whole cream thing I rub it on their skin and some other things that are there was omit gel you have a thing called idle lotion and there's this there's hydrogen peroxide a lot of people know that they say it helps to boost the cream to make it work faster on their skin to get rid of the the, the quote-unquote discoloration so further down into the documentary a doctor by the name of dr. Neil he's a dermatologist he was explaining that these items that help people to bleach it cuts down on their collagen fibers and elastic fibers with the skin and makes them weaker so basically eventually when they keep using that no their skin is gonna get weak and fragile and these items are gonna seep into their skin and into their bloodstreams and now that's dangerous I even watching the documentary a lot of them know this they know that it could get into their bodies it could cause this it could cause this but they still do it but they but they know when to stop because one of the one of the ladies were explaining that when she's bleaching, when she's rubbing the the cream onto her skin and everything, and when they realized that it took off what they they took, it gave them their quote unquote ideal skin or ideal color. They stopped because they know that even because they can see their veins and stuff and get all these different things when the first layer of skin is gone. And it's crazy. It's crazy how how. How you can just grab, you can mix up a couple of creams and gels and together and just rub it on your skin and bam, your color is gone. Not instantly, but they, most of the women say it takes around two to three weeks to disappear, but that's still quick. And one of the ladies that, were, that was there, she was explaining an experience she had. So she was mixing up all these chemicals, the almond gel, the other lotion, hydroperoxide, the nadinola. <laughs> Such a nice name, Nadinola. All these things into, into after mixing them, she put the cover and closed it and put it down. And the thing, all the cream mixed together, they caused a chemical reaction. So the container that the creams and everything was in, it started to grow, meaning the gases and everything inside started to bulk it up. So basically, it was a, it exploded. And when it exploded, it burned her. It burned her on her arms. It burned her walls, her fridge. And everything practically messed up her mom's fridge and messed up her wall and that's crazy to me because you're mixing all these creams and things together if it could do that much damage imagine what she's doing on your skin but they the thing is they know the risks and know everything but they still do it and that's <laughs> that's a bit scary if if you're mixing all if you're putting all them chemicals together and it in the jar that it was in exploded burning you severely burning you burning the fridge burning the walls messing up literally everything and you're putting that on your skin damn so one of the doctors were explaining that bleaching bleaching out your skin removes the removes a layer of your layer of your epidermis the top layer that helps to protect you from the sun rays and bacteria and when, once you're removing that it opens up you to a, a lot of a lot of disease and things and one, la one lady who was on there was explaining that you can get a fun fungus. You know those little nasty things that grow in like moist area. Like literal fungus can grow on your skin, infecting you. And <laughs> it's crazy to me. Like y'all still, y'all know the risk of everything, but you still do it. And you see all these fungus and things growing on them. Crazy. 
the steroids, because there are steroids in the chemicals, the steroids help the fungus to grow and flourish on the person's skin. So you you can see the fungus on their skin. Because some of them know the risk. Some of them know that putting too much of this can cause the fungus to grow, so they lessen it. So it all depends on how they do it. So in the process of removing their skin, what they what they call removing it, they call it to come faster. I didn't make that name up. Y'all can search it up. I didn't make that name up. So basically, they're saying that the color that they want is coming faster. So basically, they say that come faster. They so in order for them to even do this, that that one of the lady was explaining. She said they weren't able to shower. Once once they sh once they shower, they put on instantly put on the creams and they wrap themselves in plastic. You know those little. Those plastics where you put over like fruit bowls, like when you go to the cookout and they have all these little plastics over it. Instead of putting foil, they put the plastic, the plastic type of things, that. So once they rub the creams on their body, they wrap the plastic around themselves and they put on thick clothes. And that's crazy to me because Jamaica is a hot ass place. We are right next to the equator. And the sun, the temperature there can go to 100 at the best days. I think it's like, I think there's only one time in history that it actually hit more than 100, but I'm not sure. But I, and my mom was telling me about it a long time ago. And it's, it's crazy to me because y'all are wearing all these long sleeves clothes, loose clothes and not that. So they're long sleeve and they cover themselves, protecting themselves from from the elements. Because one of the lady was explaining that for them to come faster, they needed they needed the sun. So covering up and they needed the sun and they needed to sweat. So they need, it's like basically their, their body's marinating and cooking. <laughs> it's crazy. Listen, I'm not making this up. This is crazy. I was watching it and I was like, wow. So they would wrap themselves in plastic, wrap their legs, wrap their arms in plastic. Oh, child. It was something. It, you just have to be there, I guess. <laughs> You wrap your hat, wrap your arms, wrap your legs in plastic, and you put on long sleeves, long long socks, long socks, long sleeves, and work. You got You basically have to be in the sun because if you want to come faster, you need to be in the sun. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> when I was re when I was rewatching the documentary, there's a couple things that I that I never know you could have done. Like, there's a fruit in Jamaica that's called aki. It's also the Jamaica's national dish. You can use the fruit to help you bleach. And you can use toothpaste to help you bleach. And you also can use curry. I never know that. So what the lady said, basically what you do, you just base it on your skin. Mix it up, just put it on your skin and do the same process. Wrap yourself, protect yourself. And she said these, these with the Aki curry and toothpaste, it comes much more slower. So everything is not just gonna come instantly. It's gonna be much more slower. And that, <laughs> Lord, that was all of this was crazy to me. And you can't believe that people actually do this, but they do. Heck, what can you do, huh? Okay. So later down into the, a little bit down into the into the documentary, one of the one of the persons were explaining that if someone bleaches for too long, stretch marks appear. But Jamaican, Jamaicans call it bus for some reason. Because uh, when something bursts, basically it's saying burst, but bus. 
Now, natural cause and stretch marks fade away with time, but bleaching marks, or busts as they say, stay on their skin forever. So one of those ladies, she said she had a couple on her arm, so in order for her, she, for her to cover it up, she had to put tattoos, she had to put tattoos over it. And another woman said, men, men don't like to see that, see stretch marks and, bur- and busts, quote unquote busts, and women. And I'm just like, there's nothing wrong with having stretch marks. It's natural. When your mama was when your mama was giving birth, you gave her stretch marks. You are the reason why your mama had stretch marks. So pipe down. Anyways, <laughs> so the collagen in the in the elastin to support your skin is ruptured. That's that's basically how how stretch marks are formed. Because when your mama when your mom was pregnant. Her, her stomach got big and you see like little stretch marks under her tummy or on her tummy that's how it's created because the your, the collagen and elastins in your body they they're they ruptured and become bigger and when i was searching up how how do naturally natural stretch marks eventually fade away google was giving me all these different types of um creams and stuff to like get rid of stretch marks and it's like I mean, I understand why some women would want to get rid of it because some of them don't like it, or some people make fun of it, and just like, eh. eventually they they themselves don't like it. Really sad that women have to go through all of that for a nigga. Mm. Sorry, I got mad for a minute. I'm sorry. But stretch marks are natural. They're gonna naturally occur, especially if especially if you're a woman and you have a big bum, a big booty. You're gonna have stretch marks on it. That's just normal. It's natural to have stretch marks. There's nothing unnatural about stretch marks. The only thing that makes stretch marks unnatural is when is when you um, bleach. That's the only time when stretch marks appear that are unnatural because they didn't naturally occur. You caused it, make it unnatural, and then stretch marks tend to eventually fade away with time. But with with skin bleaching stretch marks, they don't go away. They stay on your skin forever. Okay, so later down into the... I keep saying later down. I'm not going to ever stop. So later down into the end, there to almost to the end of the, the documentary, one of the, the hosts asked one of the women, is it okay for, for children to bleach? And they were like, no, children should not be bleaching. But when she, she asked them what, at what age did she bleach, they bleach, she was like 15, 60, basically at the time when you're at high school. So I'm just like, um, okay, okay. <laughs> but I understand what she was saying though, because she doesn't, she don't really want people to have people to have that experience that she had. Because one of the women, she really regretted what she did. She realized that going through all of that messed up her skin really bad. Now she has to be going to the doctor, paying all this money to help get back her. What did she say? Her melanin? Not melanin. She said another word, but basically get back her melanin. And one of them said, young men would bleach their face and dye their hair black to bring out the coolness of the coolness of the bleaching. So that was sorry about that word cup. I was just saying, young men would bleach their face and dye their hair black to help bring out the coolness of the bleaching. And my thing was, like, I would see things like this. Like, you'll see like kids have a brown face but a black body. So it will look really weird. But when they dye their hair black, it brings out their face. But I'm just like, okay, so you dyed your hair 
and have a brown face, but what about your body? You, you makes it just you, you just it just makes you look weird. You have dark hair, a dark body, and a brown face, and not, not even sometimes it's, their face are so white, it's, it's scary. <laughs> it's so scary. I'm, listen, I'm not trying to make fun of nobody. I'm just saying it just looks weird, having a white face, black body, black hair. And she continued to say that te- boys, mostly teenage school students, boys and girls sometimes, get into the culture of bleaching because they see people around them doing it and gets this idea that it has a positive impact on their self-esteem. Like, they see people do it and they want to do it and they think that it boosts self-esteem, it boosts themselves. Like, then again, as I said, the media... Media played a huge role in that in Jamaica, because you had the king of dancehall singing songs that said his bleaching looked good, and girls liked him for his good bleaching. So, so little boys and little girls like they're like, okay, let's bleach. And and continuing from the the, the phrase I was saying, your status as a young man and visibility to the woman. So that was another thing that that the boys usually usually was doing it for to get girls and the thing is most girls liked it but some again then again most girls didn't like because they look weird because you have a white face black hair and a black body like the math not mathing right there Whew, child and before i before i'm almost at the end before i do that there let me highlight some people who actually did good not did good but who spoke up about this and one of them being the queen of that song herself being spice or grace hamilton she's a great she's an amazing queen dancehall artist who on october the 23rd 2018 she created a song called black black hypocrisy and it was such a good song she was like the first not mm-mm. she's not the first <laughs> she was one of the, the the first main artists who was in the main public who actually pushed and talked about it and she sang that song with grace it was amazing i would recommend you guys go listen to it it's called black hypocrisy by spice she highlighted some of the things that people said to her even even one of her lines in the song that she sang was a line that somebody said to her that her that she was so black until she shined until she looked dirty and she she put that in her song she sang that song and the person, the person knew that there was one who said it, and they apologized to her. I would recommend y'all to listen to Black Hypocrisy. It's a good song. She was like, at that time, it was, <laughs> it was crazy. A little backstory on how all of that happened. So on that day, she deleted all of her social media posts, and she posted a, a picture of her. A, po- a she posted a picture of her brown skin. So she didn't really bleach her skin. She put makeup on her skin to cover her black to cover her black skin, and she just she just put a little caption there, and then everyone the whole internet was in an uproar. Everyone, everyone, you had people who were saying she bleached her skin. She looked disgusting. You had people who was wondering why she did it, so this and that, and it was just a conversation being thrown around everywhere. But at the end of the day, she sang she sang her song, and she used that same makeup look that she had in the song to prove a point. So basically what she was saying that when even when she's black y'all criticize her and now that she looks this way y'all are criticizing her so what do y'all want from her and you you just gotta listen to the sign it's such an amazing sign that she created and i love it i love it 
and an experience that the doctor had, Doctor ne- Neil, I think I thought I think it's a Neil or Niall. I'm terrible with names. So bear with me. His name was Doctor Neil. He said one of these days, a woman ta- brought in a six-month-old baby. A six-month-old baby, bro. That she bleached the baby's skin, and he said nothing. Nothing wasn't really wrong with the baby, necessarily, but the baby was just white, like completely white. Why people do that, I don't know. I understand bleaching your skin as a grown ass, a grown ass woman or a man, but a child, come on now. Why? Why? So the market in Jamaica, it was, it was expensive. Because people, people would emphasize the, the bleaching progress, bleaching creams and all that stuff, and push and push it. And they were mad expensive. So people, so people who really wanted to, quote unquote, come faster, please, please, I, I don't, I didn't make the name, to come faster, they had, they had to get these certain creams and gels and hydroperoxide was like the main one, that you put in it, mix it up and make your skin lighter. And what is crazy is that Jamaicans were making good profit in business over it because a lot of people were buying these things and mixing them up, creating all this to just to get a, a brown or light skin. Child, woo. Anyways, and something else that that one one of the women in the documentary talked about was like getting someone to employ them. Most employers from an from forming an impression when they see bleachers trying to get a job at their f- at their facilities because bleaching is tied to a lower class socio-economic class that pe- that person is sm- is not smart or not clear on certain things so once once they see some like certain employees once they see someone bleaching their skin or they see the effects of bleaching their skin they auto- automatically assume that they're of a lower class or tend to try to demonize them and say they can't work with them because why did you do your skin like this? Basically saying it's their fault that they're like this. Well, in terms, it kind of is their fault, but at the same thing, same time, society kind of push it on them. And they're like, I like it. If they said I can do it, I'm going to do it. But I'm not, I'm not, then again, I'm not really taking their sides because you should, you should know that certain, certain things is not for you. Follow the follow your own follow your own drum beat. <laughs> you don't need it. You don't need everybody else. You can just do this by yourself. You don't. You don't need society tearing at your back telling you to do this, telling you to do that. Do you? You, you don't necessarily need them. Well, that's pretty much the end of my podcast. <laughs> I talked a lot, a lot, a lot. I wrote a lot of notes. I did a lot of research. This is actually pretty fun because I learned a lot from this. And in conclusion, let me just say this. Let me put the mic a little bit closer to my mouth. Hello? Yes, hi, hi. Hi, how y'all doing? Anyways, as I was saying, I personally believe that person should not bleach your skin. Now, if you if you want to continue bleaching your skin, not that I'm saying any of y'all do, and if you do, I I can't I can't I can't do, pretty much can't do nothing. The only thing I can do is lead the donkey to the water. I can't force him to drink. That's a saying that that's a Jamaican saying that I love. That you can lead a donkey to a, to the water, but you can't force him to drink. I can tell you this information. I can give you everything that you need to know about the about a certain situation, but I can't really force you to consume it or take a light to. It. It's really up to you.
and it's like bleaching is very a very much a dangerous practice that people do because you're mixing chemicals and putting chemicals on your skin so it's chemicals on chemicals and that's quite dangerous there's not much I can say and that and that just to say protect yourself don't don't let society rule you don't let society dictate what you should do for what for your life yeah you should always do you I know sometimes it can be really difficult because you grew up around around these people these toxic people who are telling you like this is that this is that you got there's so there's so much so much but yeah that's the end of my podcast I'm super glad like the last one that I posted I got a couple I got a couple listeners so I'm happy so I just want to thank for anyone who listened if you're listening today thank you for that as well and yep that's the end of my podcast y'all have a good one and peace